0: in the 21st century, working people working hard for you and me, moving higher time and time again, through the years you'll find
1: Moving on podcast number 175. This week I have Zach Heiner from Sullivan uh, Auctions as well as uh, Aaron Fennell from 21st Century Equipment on. And really I just wanted to have a conversation with all this coronavirus stuff going on. Two different guys in the in the, in the equipment business and they do two different things. So there's uh, kind of get their feedback on what's going on out there in the marketplace as well as uh, kind of what the temperature of the folks are out there. So Aaron, Zach, how you guys doing? Good. Good, good, Casey. Good deal. Okay. Well, here I'll tell you what, Aaron. Let's start with you first. Working the the dealer side of the business, the internet business, the the dealer to dealer business, the the jockey business, those kind of things that you see out there. What's the temperature of the folks out there right now? And I guess have you noticed anything different? Is it the same? I mean, I guess what what's your what's your temperature for what's going on out there?
2: Oh, I'd say it slowed up a little bit simply because of uh, markets. You know, I don't think the virus, it's the <laughs> Armageddon of the virus, is having a hell of a lot of impact on anything. You know, pretty much in the day-to-day world, as far as what I see, but um, the the market reactions to what's going on—that's that's really been the kicker because. That's got everybody kind of down in the mouth, but you know, I have sold quite a bit of machinery here this month. Still, you know, some special deals and that kind of stuff. If it's a deal, it's still moving, but you know, it's, it's, there's tripping over my tongue here. I apologize. What, what I'm trying to say is. If it's a random old thing and the market's the way they are, you know, best of luck to you. (laughs) Right. But if it's something kind of unique or kind of a special deal, you know, that that stuff still seems to be moving. So, it's what, you know, without generalizing too much, it's a little bit of status quo right now.
1: Yeah. So, the, uh, you don't feel like there's, I mean, like you said, it was off a little bit, but you don't feel like there's a big... I mean, obviously, when corn got to 332 on whatever that was, Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm sure that it, that was an overly busy day for you. But, um, you still feel like the same deals you've been working are still viable?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say for the most part, it, it's probably a little down on amount of deals, but, um, you know, stuff, stuff is still selling. So, All right.
1: Okay. All right, Zach. So let's bounce over and talk to you a little bit. Okay. So, the auction season. It, it, this is one of those times of the year where auctions are are kind of tapering off a little bit, but there's still a few of those big ones that kind of hit around this time of the year, just for the sheer fact of um, you know trying to hit that pre-planning season and those kind of things. Here, um, I guess talk about what's happened in the auction marketplace and what do you see you know as far as solvent auctioneers go.
0: Yeah, you kind of hit it there, Casey. I mean, I kind of look at it. Uh just like Aaron said, you know, the the coronavirus thing is not probably the uh, the negative on it as much as the markets. But, you know, we look at these late March sales when we get into here. Of course, when we start booking sales, you know, and uh, you know, usually the fall sales start usually, you know, August, September guys are calling for those late November, December dates. Um, you know, it seems like we just had a big run um, all winter long and we had some guys that I, I think normally – just think that they can call and have a sale in 45 days. And, you know, here we are sitting with late January, February, completely booked and got some of these sales pushed into later March. Um, But back to what we were just saying there, you know, if you're going into late March and you got this equipment and guys are still going to plant a crop. And if they haven't done nothing yet, uh, that's going to motivate their purchase a lot more than, uh, than, you know, them being worried about this virus. And that's kind of what we've been seeing here with some of this equipment here at, late in the year but we started there uh you know a couple weeks ago when you started hearing more and more about it was um you know probably when we was out there in imperial and did the sale there for 21st century and the western state banks and had some stuff there on your guys's lot you know that was the first time i tell you that i really started zoning in paying attention to it and uh when you're out there in that cattle country i think what two three days in a row there cattle were limit down
1: right yeah
0: Uh, and uh you know, a lot of people was driving through the lot and was talking about it, and it was just more the market, more the market than the, than the, uh, you know, the scare of the virus. But the virus was causing that market. So, but uh, March sixteenth, here we had that sale uh, for Thurman Harvesting, well-known custom harvester um, there in Kiowa, Kansas, right there in uh, South Central Kansas, right on the Oklahoma border, and you know that harvester world just a completely different world from your. Midwestern row crop or just your normal, normal thing. And we got into that, you know, back in 15, at South Forks and you kind of learn them guys think a little different than your normal, you know, they're not storing grain in the bins and they're not doing this. They harvest the crop every year and they got the same amount of acres to cut. So their thoughts a little different, but we had that sale March 16th there for Thurman harvesting. And uh, you know, the end result, the, the final sale price, I don't think was affected at all, but that's the, the The I'm gonna say the excitement was out of it a little bit. Dan really really had to work that day. You know, Fennel. We always joke about the no speeches. He had to give a lot of speeches that day, and uh, (laughs) people were just a little bit slower on their bidding, and they just their hands just weren't jumping out of their pockets. But uh, you know, I just think they had a lot going on in their mind. But like I said, at the end of the day, those harvesters knew they still had the acres to harvest, and the crop's still going to get planted, and then you get to those uh, some of those items that uh, Fennel was talking about just a minute ago. Um, you get into Peterbilt trucks. He had some really nice 370 nine Peterbilt trucks, and then you will that's just the the demand really comes back. That makes the that makes the speech a little shorter.
1: <laughs> yep, no, absolutely. So I, I guess the other question that I would ask, and and both of you just chime in here on on whatever, maybe Aaron, you can go first. But the conversations that you're having with with guys out there. So I know one of the biggest things that we're what we're faced with right now is um, um, you, when you look at what what they deem to be a uh, a vital uh, industry and what's not a vital industry is you know agriculture is one of those things. So everything that supports agriculture is going to be part of that. So that's going to be as far as shutting stuff down goes, right? So that's you know all the all the dealerships, all the technicians, all the you know parts warehouses. Those kind of things are all going to stay up and running as long as they possibly can. However, they can keep things going because this, as far as the United States goes, oh, North America for that matter, uh, this this thing couldn't have happened at a worse time. I mean, you're everyone in North America or in, in Northern Hemisphere for that matter is uh, trying to plant a crop right now, and um, it, you know everyone's struggling to get things get things going. So I guess, Aaron, the folks that you have talked to um, across the internet. Have any of them said like I don't know how I'm going to get parts during this time or whatever else? Because obviously every every single dealership in North America is going to be open, there, unless they just completely get ravished by the Corona disease or coronavirus or whatever it is. But no one's shutting down. They can't. This is the busiest time of the year, and they have to support everybody that's out there. So I guess have you had any conversations like that with anyone on on the internet or that you've called like end user type folks that have have, that have expressed that kind of uh, concern?
2: Not, you know, not so much, Casey. And I think the reason that that hasn't come up is because, um, just for the fact of what you said, you know, in ag we gotta we get we gotta keep going. We can't just sit here and wait it out, you know. Unless, like you said, unless you are ravaged by the virus, you know, from a dealership level or an you know any kind of ag supplier, it's you know, business as usual, you know, me and I went to the feed store the other day, business as usual, you know, the, the only things that I have really seen is, you know, like in, in small town America where, you know, it's kind of ag first banks are, you know, doing more, you know, the lobbies closed, doing drive-through, that kind of thing. But, you know, and then like you're, coffee shops aren't coffee shops anymore they're a takeout business you know and and that kind of thing yeah but in in talking with customers it really hasn't been other than you know a smart ass comment here and there about toilet paper shortage you know and that kind of thing yeah there's really i have not had a conversation with anybody about Worry or despair or any of that kind of shit. It's it's everybody's kind of like, well, that's wonderful. It's probably going to make it a little more difficult, but we got shit to do, so let's roll.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's the same. Like I said flip side of the business. We're in a little different end of the business, but uh, the the biggest comments, you know, you hear it, you hear it time and time again. Every time something like this happens, whether it's the H one N one or all the stuff we've been through before, you hear it about the. Farmers and they're resilient and they adjust and they adapt and move on, you know. Well, you uh, you take that last week was something that we we did basically first time ever. You know, we've done a few online only sales. Um, we you guys have talked about this in the past on your podcast. You know that uh, Sullivan's kind of really prides themselves and then uh, pushes ahead that, uh, you know, the live auction with the online bidding and best of both worlds and why not offer it that way? It's a little bit more work for us, but uh, we believe at the end result, you know, the seller gets uh, the, the best price. But um, when we rolled out of Kansas there, I dropped Dan off at the airport and they were kind of on hold and standby, you know, talking with the hired, higher ups to be and the government and county officials and all that and then the sale that they had on the 17th uh down there in southern illinois you know i believe got called off and they basically had to roll that thing into online only um you know they did uh they did the wholesale online only dan and matt and luke and the boys and me and we all discussed it and we decided that we was going to do the, the the virtual part of it where dan still chanted it you know just not the clicking the button bidding on the computer end of it uh where you could still hear Dan, he could still interact, he could still give his speeches as Fennel and I laugh about and, you know, kind of personalize it a little bit. But uh, the, bigger, the bigger question, the bigger concern, you know, the farmers was, is how do I pay? They weren't, you know, they weren't being negative about not bidding that way. It's how do I pay? How do I get my invoice for the new guys, you know, and, and those meetings that we had as a company, Dan right away said, uh, you know, we're going to pay the internet fee. We're going to, we're going to take that proxy bid fee that gets charged us. And, and, uh, we're also using the equipment fax platform now, bringing as many bidders as we can to the, to the sellers and we're paying that internet fee. And I think, uh, I think there's a couple other auction companies that followed suited with that afterwards. But once again, it's costing us a little bit money, but we're doing everything we can do and helping our sellers out in this situation. But the, I guess the end product here after having three or four sales like this, we've got along really good. We've got good feedback. Um, Farmers are adapting. They're doing what they need to do back to, like I said, we're buying the equipment, they're moving on. And, um, you know, you get some people that tell you they're not going to do it that way or whatever. And we kind of make a little joke. We call them yard birds. Uh, (laughs) Same kind of guys that come to the sale and stand there all day long and never bid on anything anyways, you know, but the, the end users, the guys that are, still making the world go around or still doing their thing.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's the, uh, that's, that's kind of the, the sense that I'm getting. You know, I, I think there's a, there's a sense of, I think that people are scared. I think people have a, have a not necessarily scared of getting the coronavirus, or whatever else that might be, because the overwhelming majority of farm, farm country is just got a handful of cases here and there type of thing. It's nothing like, you know what you see happening in like Washington state or California or someplace like that, where there's so many more people. I mean, I think we're out here, I'm I'm going to jinx this real quick, but we're out here in the panhandle of Nebraska and there's, I I don't know of any, any cases anywhere. We've had a scare or two, but we haven't um, actually had it yet. So, you know, but just South of us in Colorado and then there's quite a few down there as well. So, I mean, I guess what's the, uh, you know, my kid's school just got canceled today till till May first. So, uh, or not canceled, but they're not going to go to school. Um, they're going to do some online stuff and that kind of thing. But um, you know, it's kind of the same thing. What do you, What do you have out your way, Zach? Is it Is it what's hey, What's the hey, temperature? Hey. temperature hey. What's the cases like? Are there a lot of cases in your area? Uh,
0: there's, and I, I I'm not going to quote exact numbers, Casey, because like right. I said, I haven't been watching the media. I know there's uh, several counties in Indiana, and I, I think maybe you know that total numbers uh less than 100 i i believe but like i said i've i've kind of turned i've been the one that's kind of turned the tv off on it mm-hmm. um but there is several cases in indiana um and then i know i did hear something on the radio the other day the couple of the desks, but they're the older people the elderly people you know right. but they did they did the same thing with the schools uh they started and it was out for just a couple weeks and then now we got a updated email just the other day that the the kids are out till uh, I think first week of May there, and they're doing the e-learning they call it at home, which is a good way to drive your drive your wife nuts. I can tell you that.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you on that one.
0: So uh, yeah, I mean it's the you know he like said I when I was out there the last three weeks I was traveling out there quite a bit getting ready for that Thurman harvesting sale, and my wife was calling me and telling me about the grocery stores and the way people were here in the you know, Midwest, I live just uh, north Indianapolis, uh, you know, northern Indiana, rural area, but yet still close to those big cities. Yeah. Uh, and I told my wife, I went to the grocery store in Alva, Oklahoma, and I said, business as usual, you got toilet paper, you got everything, yeah. you know, so I think it's the same way throughout the country.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what are you seeing up around, uh, like around Alliance there and up in Chatham, what do you, your boys' school
2: schedule look like? Well I seen As I was shutting down At the farm today I seen they tweeted out That May 1st thing again too So Yeah They're gonna And they're They actually would Much rather be in school Than this Patch together thing <laughs> Yeah no, I think <laughs> they, you're probably right And I tell you this They might not admit it But I know how good they are At following through Yeah <laughs> Which unfortunately Is genetic That's my fault But uh, The they would much rather be in school and, you know, get the lesson lesson done on with life, you know, right. instead of, Oh, well this is due and do all this e-learning stuff. That's just kind of, you know, God, God bless them. They can stare at a screen for 23 and a half hours a day. But if it's actual learning, that's a, that's a whole different ball game. So all
0: right. I mean, I th- I as far as Alliance, Go ahead, Zach. Oh I yes, I think on that e-learning stuff, they forget about some of us. Even even here in the more populated Indiana, our rural internet's not the best, and that's the that's the biggest battle on some of it. Uh, we have out here is the internet.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I've be been working lot. on these five problems for an hour because that's how long the internet takes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I know you know as far as supplies and stores and stuff, alliances. You know, Alliance is 9,000 people and it's a big railroad town. So we, we're not, you know, just all 100% ag related in Alliance and Shattering's a college town, you know. So you got little variants there. And, you know, the difference between, say, Alliance and Bridgeport, and Bridgeport's 1,500 people and 40 miles away. I was at the grocery store in Bridgeport on Thursday everything was perfectly stocked. I was at the Gersh store in Alliance yesterday and, you know, they got toilet paper, but it's one per household and like the, where the, you know, cheese slices and all that was out and milk was not that bad, but right, you, you can see some effect in town. Right.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a little, it's a little crazy everywhere, I guess. So what's your, uh, has, has anyone said to you aaron or Zach, the one of you when you're talking to either bidders or buyers each, either one that you're that you're talking to have either one of them said that you know i'm not going to buy anything i'm going to just kind of do do this i'm going to get through planning season this year and i'm not going to update what i planned on updating um if i was going to you know had a uh, i was going to trade my use piece in on a use piece i'm gonna wait to see what happens till after harvest is done or, or till after planning season is done and then see where we're at has anyone said that to you, either one of you
2: i in in my world i haven't really seen that because i sold three tractors in the last week that are all yep i'll do that and i need it tomorrow you know type of scenario so it's you know check with this shop check with this shop check with this shop get it moved to who can do it right do it fastest you know all of that so what I've experienced, at least in March anyway, is the opposite. There is, you know, if if they, again, Casey, it's kind of a special deal thing, but they're buying for right now, you know. Right. Of those three tractors, I know two of them are planning tractors. You know, here we are, middle of March, tail end, last third of March now, and guys are, you know, hey, you know, yeah, I'll take it. Let's hurry up and get it through the shop and get it over here because it's go time. Yeah. So I, I have heard through the year, you know, since the first of guys, eh, you know, let's see what happens with these markets. Let's see what happens with trade, which would be markets 1B, I guess. Mm-hmm. And let's see, you know, just what happens with kind of with everything. And then maybe once we get the crop in, then let's address a combine harvest needs, sprayer needs, that kind of thing. But you know, as as hot as auctions have been, the number of auctions that have been, which that can testify to, the amount of you know retail wholesale that we've moved as a company, stuff's still moving, man.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. Things are things are. Uh, the last two weeks, you know, we put out a. A list of equipment that we're uh you know, taking slow bites at. I thought would take for a while, but we've sold almost uh, almost seventy pieces off that list, you know what I mean, in the last two weeks. That's all it's been out. So um there there's no lack of uh no lack of adventure out there when it comes to people looking for stuff. So there's no there's no right. doubt about that. any anything that we've had as far as uh things slowing down, um doesn't seem to be kind of rearing its ugly head by any means, but there's some caution to what they're doing, you know. But some guys have made the decision that I'm updating this tractor, period, and, and or I'm updating this combine, or getting that new planner or whatever it is. They've made that decision and they've built it into the into the year as far as what their budget looks like, and and they're they're moving forward with that. And that's God bless them for doing that. You know, that's that's what you should be doing, and yeah, it, doing that. So, what are you seeing, Zach?
0: Well, I, when you said it there, you know, you made the decision. I, I've always in you know, when, I, when I'm doing a proposal on somebody and we're talking about auctions and talking about this and back to when we're striving, pushing for the live auction, which is what we believe we do best. Now, we've had to alter some things in these times, but, you know, I always tell everybody, your number one thing, you got to get them here first. And um, when, we're doing it, when we're doing a live auction, we encourage them to come. You know, you get a guy there is no different than like you said, they made the decision. Once they make the decision in their mind, they're going to do it. That's one step closer to doing it. They drive to the auction. They come to the auction. They're they're that much closer to doing it, you know. So, uh, the first thing is getting the mindset of doing it. And uh, I think I think a lot of these people think there's opportunity here now. There is some opportunity here now, so they get it in their mind they're going to do it, and then uh, that just makes it a lot easier from from that step on. But like Fennel said, uh, what I am noticing here, literally right after the sale's over. Um, the phone's ringing, you know, hey, I bought that tractor, or hey, I bought that that tillage piece or whatever, and who do I need to talk to? Uh, do you guys got anybody that does trucking? And, of course, I have several trucking companies that we recommend and use, and back to just matching up to what you guys said, uh, the, the guys are ready for it, they need it, they, they they waited till now or, you know, end of March here, and they don't have a purchase and that, that, that equipment, a lot of that equipment is going in the field, and talk to those trucking companies and they're not slowing down either you know they like these fuel prices though that's a one plus slide all yeah. this everybody likes the fuel prices
1: yeah there's probably gonna be yeah. some, too bad they couldn't forward contract their their prices now what you see happen so that's yeah, a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on out there um zach is anyone that you've talked with at all anyone that was looking at maybe doing a uh, sale later in the year in that may july may june july time frame have any of them went to had gotten cold feet or anything like that or is everyone still just I just feels like no one's doing anything different like this is still like if if you didn't um, if you woke up yesterday and didn't realize the coronavirus thing was happening you wouldn't know any different by looking at what's going on in ag
0: no and i i you know casey i think you know everything we do that we're very proactive and we, we stay in communication with our sellers every step of the way and let them know what's going on. Um, you know, and that, that's just not in the times we're in now, that's in the past, you know, um, we just kind of keep our sellers in the loop, what's going on, what we're seeing. And, you know, you don't want them to be surprised with anything. So when we had a meeting and we talked about this stuff, you know, we all, you know, Hey, reach out to your sellers. you I got uh, three contracts signed for August sales right now, summer sales, Um, you know, reached out with them, talked to them, told them what we were doing, what we were doing for these current sales coming up, keeping them in the loop with the results and how we're getting along. And of of course, you know, they're in the driver's seat there. Um, You know, we want our sellers to be comfortable with everything they're doing. So if I have a seller that's got an August sale and they're not comfortable and they want to, if we're still doing the online only thing come August, uh, you know, and this thing's still out there, I'm going to leave it up to them and let them decide if they want to go ahead with that. But from what we're seeing and the results we're seeing, um, you know, I would encourage them just keep pushing ahead and keep doing what we're doing. But no, I haven't, I haven't had anybody, you know, to contact us and, and, you know, want to pull the plug on something by no means, but we kind of got, we're kind of at the point right now, we kind of got a gap, you know, we got a few more sales coming up here into the first week of April and then we break on those equipment sales into, coming into late June or August and I think we're gonna reassess and see where we're at there and move ahead, move ahead, you know, after that. But um most 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 everybody they might be a little concerned, but they're not they're not nervous. I mean they're not wanting to cancel and pull the plug on things. You yeah.
1: know so when you're looking at the auction market now, Zach, and you see what's what's being sold out there, is there any anything jumping out at you that says, Hey, this is uh this is different to what I've seen in the last three or four months or is there any is that still we're we still seeing the same stuff we saw early this you know late late uh late 2019 early 2020 where we've seen you know the 12 13 14 model stuff that's just struggling to to be anything other than what it is and and or is it are we seeing some you've seen something else pop up here and there
0: no i mean it's pretty much just status quo i mean i i jotted some notes down here before we talked casey but we go right down through this last couple weeks of sales and I mean, you're, you're, you know, pretty deaf. Your 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 right kind of tractors and your right hours and everything are still setting records. Uh, you know, the March seventeenth sale was the very first sale that we had online only that we're talking about down there in Southern Illinois. You know, they had they had some eighty four hundred mechanical front deers. Everybody everybody knows the eighty four hundred tractor. Everybody wants them. Now these ones were carrying some hours. They were 7,000 hours. But still a lot of life left in those tractors, you know, and those tractors sold really well. You know, of course, they didn't set records with those kind of hours on them. But uh, then you go March 19th, we had the 378 Peterbilt, Peterbilt trucks, you know. Um, and then you just go right down the line with all these next sales. But the the one that they had over there in Monmouth, Illinois, you know, Machine Repeat did a thing on it the other day. You know, you had three record prices there and they all were by a mile. But it was just the right kind of equipment, the low hour. Uh, you know, farmer retirement stuff that we've talked about for a year—the same, same trends that we've seen. But you know, we're not talking—we're not talking record by a thousand or two dollars there. I mean, that 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 one, the two forty, uh, Magnum there, you know, sixteen model—that was a record by twenty-seven thousand, right? You know, so and same thing—you go back on a on a seventy-one ten, uh, highest one in four years, and you know, just a, just a. Same kind of thing we've seen, but it's almost like the gap even gets gets farther apart there as far as the price highs. Uh, I think the equipment's probably probably the main reason, you know, low-hour and the right kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Aaron, anything different on your end that you haven't seen, that you've seen pop up that's new, or has it been pretty much the same?
2: Yeah, really pretty much the same, quite honestly. There's... I can't think of anything that jumps out at me that's, wow, you know, that's odd that these are kind of taking off or, you know, your typical things that are a pain in the ass are still a pain in the ass. So it's hoping Zach, you know, talking about them record auction prices. I'm still, still holding out Hope they can get that done on 12, 13, 14 S series combines really, 20, really 2500 20, 20,
0: hours on them.
2: Yep. Yep. Per,
0: preferably, <laughs> as long as they're over 2,000 engine. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like we could just hit rewind every time we talk about it. That's the same subject that comes up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep, unfortunately, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's the uh, Achilles heel. Of this marker right now. It's just. It's the thing about those machines is that they are. Uh, it's just everyone's trading them in. You know, they're just everything. Everyone's got one, and they're we're trying to to work our way through them. And those that don't have them, want to jump over that and get the you know maybe a a sixteen or a seventeen or something like that. So it's just a
0: well, that was the we 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 go back to the talk of the you know the crowds and what the public. When we go back to that harvester sale we was at there, you know, um, I like dealing with those guys. I just you know they're very realistic. They know what their stuff's worth. They know what they're willing to give kind of, you know, right to the point. But what I kept hearing over and over again there was this, from those guys, you know, that are buying multiple numbers of combines a year is just how what it costs them to own a combine a year and then what their used one's worth. And that's back to what we're talking about here with these, you know, several-year-old combines with 2,000 hours on them. And how do we get over that hurdle?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. There seems to be a, a fair amount of of that that going on and, and what do you do <clears throat> what do you do when you uh got something like that so it, it, it's a crazy crazy thing looks like aaron fell off the line here but we'll uh we'll get him back on here but you know it, it's a uh, it's a struggle every every time we do stuff and and there's all kinds of things there's always a, a new a new struggle out here in the in the farm equipment business because um, it all revolves around what's happening in the farm equipment or the farm marketing the, the farm market anyway you know so whether it's uh Cattle prices, or, or commodity prices, or coronavirus, whatever's out there, everything's driving the market. And and uh, the one thing about the U.S. farmer and rancher is that they have a they got to keep going. And there's uh, there's nothing out there that that can slow them down, um, with, other than death. It feels like. So it's it's one of those things where um, my hat goes off to them every year. They get out there, and no matter what happens, they plant a crop and they uh, raise a cow herd or pigs or an aaron's case sheep or whatever it might be so it's a it's a it's a grind and uh we're lucky as as the uh, as americans to have have the food source that we have and uh, the uh, infrastructure that we have to move stuff around from ports uh from a to b and to different ports and get stuff to the uh to the grocery store because there's a lot of places on the planet where that's not that that way so so god bless the uh, the american farmer and rancher for what they do every day so Zach, you have anything you want to throw out there before we close? Uh, close this down.
0: No, I said it's just uh, we'll, we'll come <laughs> keep it Casey and see what we're doing. And but uh, I guess we're very optimistic. And you know, I've had several people that uh, I talk to throughout the throughout the country. And you know, if, if a guy's uh, positioned fairly well, and um, a lot of a lot of these guys tell me, you know, there's a lot more money to be made in a downswing than there is an upswing. So I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity there you know people that see it and people that uh, are in the position to be able to do it and i think i think uh, six months from now that might be what we're talking about some people that took advantage of some things and did some things and and uh, like i said we're gonna we're staying positive on it and the market sure is uh, backing that up and showing some positive numbers too absolutely
1: aaron you got anything else you want to put out before we shut it down
2: Not that I can think of, just uh, everybody wash your damn hands and practice your social distancing and (laughs) buy machinery from me. That'll fix everything
1: right there. Right on. All right, Zach, so if folks want to reach out to you about booking a sale or just getting some information about upcoming sales, what's the best way to do that?
0: Uh, You go to Sullivan Auctioneers' website or my email is just Zach, Z-A-C-H, at com. Right on. And
1: Aaron, if folks want to see some crazy deals or whatever you got cooking out there. What's the best way to do that?
2: Uh, pretty active on the Twitterverse at Aaron Fintail. and uh, call me, text me 308-760-1193. Right on. You can find me at moving iron
1: LLC, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, check out moving iron com for the latest information. I just put a blog post out here to, uh, over the weekend and uh, so check that out. I probably have another one coming out here pretty soon on this very topic right here, just to see, just to kind of calm some nerves. Just it's it's a, it's a crazy time, and uh, it feels like there's some some craziness out there. That but like I said, like we've talked about here, there's there's nothing different about uh, what from 30 days ago compared to what we see now. So and I anticipate it staying that way uh, through this whole crisis. So um, make sure you check out Global Ag Network as well and all the other podcasters out there on that network. And uh, for Zach Heiner And Aaron Fennell I'm Casey Seymour Let's go do some iron folks Out
0: Moving higher In the 21st century Hard working people Working hard for you and me Moving higher Time and time again You'll find us here Moving higher